and what's in the people of God, Jesus. Now, Lord, I'm asking that you feed us from your word. Bless us today. And let the heavens come down and rain on us. Rain on us your word, your blessings, favor, mercy. We thank you, Father. Break open the bread of life today for us, Lord, so that we can hear from heaven and that so we could can understand and know that you love us so much and that you're speaking to us and we thank and praise you in jesus name amen we're going to talk about fear of the unknown many christians live in fear amen fear is a robber it'll rob you spiritually mentally amen we need to get healed in our thinking when we have fear amen we need all kind of healing, but his spiritual healing and mental healing is something that can only come from God. Amen. Now, fear is bondage, as we know. It's like being in prison, or it's like being restricted in some way. Kind of like having a dark cloud hanging over you because of something. You ever felt uneasy? You didn't know what it was about, you say. I just don't feel good about a certain situation because we feel like it might not come out, turn out in our favor. And that's bad. That's horrible. We all experience it. But God is saying to his people in this hour that I am with you. He wants us to know. You know what? It's like this. You just got to know that God loves you. When you read the scriptures, you just got to believe it. Amen. Lo, I am with you. Even unto the ends of the earth. I'll never leave you or forsake you. You know, we just got to believe this stuff. And it has to be made real to us. Amen. And if you keep on with God, he will show you just how much he is with you. Perfect love casts out fear. So if you, to get rid of fear, you receive the love of God. Amen. And see, this love that he has for us, you can't understand it. That's not what I'm asking you to do. But what I'm asking is that you trust in it and say, God, you know, if you keep telling me you love me, you must love me. So I'm going to receive it. And you may not feel love, but be honest with you, love ain't a feeling. <laughs> it's only a feeling between people between humans but love is not a feeling when it comes to god amen it's something love from god is something that envelops you encompasses you that's different surrounds you and it's, it clothes you and bathes you it's like a husband that lays hands on his wife and prays for her it, oh, did you? <laughs> and it just goes like it's like, I can equate it like kind of like that oil that rolled down the beard of Aaron. Whew. That's God's love. Where everything in your life could be messed up, but yet here comes this love. And all of a sudden, you ain't scared no more. Amen. Because something, it's a little crack of something that says it's going to be all right. It ain't much. But it's enough to just cover you, envelop you, encompass you about. 
and you just say, you know what, it's going to turn out okay. may not feel it. And see, this is why God does that, to, make, to let us know it ain't a feeling. It's a, an, an act of love, an act of love. And love is just the only way you can, it's, you know what, it's like when you're complete. That's what love is, a completeness, amen. It's kind of like you feel a, a young woman feel on her wedding day. You, honey, couldn't nobody say nothing wrong to you if, you, if, it, you if they tried because your mind is not there. Your mind is on, I found the one, and it lasts forever. That's God's love. Amen. <laughs> it encompasses you. Hallelujah. He hides you in his feathers. And this is what God wants us to know and understand. See, if we don't receive this love from God, you can forget about people. Because they will mistreat you. Amen. But when you got the love of God, man, you can get over anything. That dark cloud is gone. Because you know. I'm not saying you won't feel alone a lot of times. You will. But when you click into the spirit realm where God is and you know God is with me. Because that oil comes down from heaven and you know that things are going to work out. Amen. Fear, according to the encyclopedia, is dread. It says dread, alarm, or anticipation of doom. An unpleasant emotion caused by an awareness of danger. Bad feeling. Amen. But you know that God is with you anyway. Because the love of God cuts through all of that fear and anxiety and dread. And it comes in and says you're going to be okay. Amen. There's no faith involved in fear because faith is peace and love and joy in the Holy Ghost. But fear has torment and fear is not from God. Amen. A lot of people get confused about having you need to fear God and they get scared of him because they sin. But fear of God is reverence in him. And trust and hope that he never leaves you nor forsake you. Amen. God, I'm believing in what the scripture said. I know you're with me. You got to be with me because I ain't got nobody else. Amen. And so reverence to God is putting him on that shelf or in that holy place because he's a holy God. Where when the doctors can't do nothing for you, you say, but God, my God can. Amen. Can and will. Or your kids just get so cuckoo and and wears you out where you say, you know what, I got to depend on God because this is too big for me. Amen. And you just have to put your faith and your trust in him. And when you do that, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. He picks up your burden and he works these things out. Amen. Because why? Because he loves you. <laughs> you remember that one? Amen. And so he does it, and you don't have to 
do none for him. He just does it because he loves us. Amen. Let's go to Second Timothy 1. Hallelujah. Talking about fear. And some... Um, call it they give the bible gives um fear in a different light amen the message bible calls fear a a a, a cowardice of craving and cringing amen that's what they call fear so that's what it call it describes fear so God is not giving you that cowardice, timidity. God didn't give you that. And, it, and if you're born again and you have the life of Christ on the inside of you, that's not you. That's not how you portray yourself. Second Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. And, of course, that and fear is also lack of responsibility timidity cowardice but of power overcoming power love and a sound mind now what's a sound mind is when you have self-control amen the mind safe thinking good judgment disciplined thought see when you don't have fear you know when a, a thought is wrong and you kick it out. You don't keep entertaining it because it's going to get you in trouble. Because it's going to either leave you with a bad attitude or thinking wrong about somebody or some issue that God is trying to clear up in your mind. So when these things, these wrong thoughts come upon you, you have to have good judgment. That's what a sound mind is, disciplined thought process. Amen. The, the ability to understand and make right decisions. This is all a sound mind. And it includes the, the quality of self-control, self-discipline, all of these things. Talks about or it describes a, a, a sound mind, self-control, safe thinking, disciplined thoughts. When your thoughts get out of whack, make it shut up. When you start thinking wrong about people, because that's your flesh. I don't care if it is true. See, this is the thing. This is how you stay ahead. I've been through all this stuff. And I know, see, God, I see why he let you go through so much so you know what you're talking about. And so when you think wrong about people, the devil, here come the devil perpetuating it. Or they'll come in and say something stupid to you. <laughs> And it'll feed what you've been thinking. Still wrong. Still wrong. That's the part I never understood until recent years. It's still not true because it didn't come from God. The devil is just putting every brick in place so he can take you down. Because that's where he wants all of us. See, this is the thing with Satan. I was telling somebody this not long ago. He studies us. He knows our likes, our dislikes, our wants, your longings. He wouldn't know it if we wouldn't show him. You know, this is what the Lord showed me a long time ago. I'll never let him see where you come, see you coming. 
Because you may think I like something and I really don't. But you got to be wise in your own mind. And the only mind that's wise is the mind of Christ. And we have the mind of Christ according to 1 Corinthians. And if we have the mind of Christ, how does the devil get so many people in snares? Flesh. Wrong thinking. Thinking wrong about people. Because, see, you, let me tell you how this works. You start thinking wrong about people, you're going to think wrong about God. Here you go again. And you're in the same place. You'll be wondering, how did I get here? Listening to that lie. See, he has to do this to Christians because you know why? Because he don't have power and authority over you. He don't have power and authority over you. So he got to set his little traps. How does he do that? Watching you. You ever seen people? There's people that watch you. Want to watch to see if you're messing up. Every step you make. It's wrong. That's the wrong call of false watchmen. <laughs> see, watchmen don't watch people. They don't watch people. They don't deal with flesh and blood. Watchmen watch the devil, principalities, powers, rulers of wickedness in high place. You don't watch people. You're on the wrong road. Now, you can see some of the things that you're watching in the spirit. You can see it played out in some people. And all you do is this. Stay away from that one. But you don't watch God's beloved. Because God takes up for his kids. <laughs> Can't be watching them. You watch the devil and what he's doing in the heavenlies. This is a spiritual fight. It's not a physical fight. And so when the devil can get you over on his turf, then you know what he's going to do. Bam. He'll smack you upside your head or one of your kids or both. Hit your pocketbook. That's the first thing he does to people. This is how it's done. And, you know, I check my attitude. I ain't saying it's right all the time. It ain't. But I don't let it take me nowhere. Because I've been down that road before, and I know what's at the end of it. It ain't a pot of gold. It's a pot with nothing in it. I'm telling you, it's how he works. Won't take your money. Them witches want your money. <laughs> I just thought about that. Amen. That's just how it works. So you got to let him go. And it all starts in our thought process. Wrong thinking because we don't shut that thing down. I remember one time I, I was just so angry at my husband, hurt, wounded. And the same thoughts kept coming to me so much in one day. I, I wore my brain out. I'm just telling you the truth. I was tired because it exhausts you because it takes a lot of effort to hate somebody and want to fix them or saying and see i didn't hate him and i didn't want to fix him i was tired of being my head being him banging me upside my head doing mean things to me i was tired of it but then you know what i was saying god why don't you have mercy on your servant and he he walked me through and he showed me he said you're going about this the wrong way and i'm like okay what do i do and the first thing he told me to do i'm like no love i'm like too hurt and then the lord the spirit, holy spirit finally spoke to me and said i don't ask anybody to do something you you can't do 
And I'm telling you, as soon as I said, well, you know what? I don't care how I feel. I don't care what's been done to me. I'm dropping it. And I meant it in my heart because I was tired of the, of the pressure. And when I finally dropped it, it was like a weight fell off my back. I'm like, now how did I get involved in this? I ain't do nothing. But you see how you do something even if you think you don't do nothing? And I'm like, now how did, and I knew when that weight lifted off me, I was guilty. But, but I didn't understand how I got in the middle of it. I didn't. And then God had to go back and show me. Every snare, see the devil sits up and he watches you and he finds out what hurts you in your heart, what's going to send that pang. That's how he's able to do it. Watching in the wrong place. And that's what I was doing, looking in the wrong. Who gives a crap what somebody else is doing? Watching somebody. I'm watching to protect myself so I don't get hurt. I mean, you get hurt anyway. Because you're looking at the wrong thing. Instead of keeping your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Can't be watching people. Because, see, the devil is involved, and he'll give you a show to remember. Amen? So you can't do that. And I'm speaking for from just a humble spirit that's been there and knows. Let it go for you. And when I finally found out I was doing this for me and not for somebody else, I was good. And I couldn't believe that all those years of hurts and wounds was carried by me because I chose to. Well, that didn't go over well, but I did. Because I'm born again. I could have emptied them off my back at any time before they got so heavy. I could have left the book bag at the door, and I didn't. But I had to learn. Amen. And that's why I can say with the most humble respect to anybody about what they've been through. But I know you don't have to. Amen. Because I thought I had to. I thought this was the cards I was dealt and I had to deal with it. But you don't have to deal with nothing that's pressurous. Nothing that hurts. Amen. You've got to deal with that stuff. Amen. All you got to do is stay humble to God and watch him work out your stuff. Amen. Because he does. And he changes people's hearts. He changes how they think. And then you get, you get your mind blown. Because he'll make them say something to you that will let you know that you know that you know that God is real and God has touched that person and changed them. Amen. And it's never when we're ready. Amen. But God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of calmness and a well-balanced mind. He's also given us self-control and a disciplined mind. People are afraid of the unknown because they don't know what's going to happen. They anticipate the worst. And you know why we anticipate the worst? Because our minds need to be renewed amen we're all guilty all god wants to do is love us but he has to teach us through these experiences amen many people are afraid of the unknown like that's why we don't step out in faith we'll know where to step because we're so scared I remember Pastor Barb saying, stop being scared of everything. Well, we are. 
you know, because we count the cost. What is this going to cost me? We don't do it literally, but we do it. It's going Well, I can tell you, everything you get from God is always going to cost you your pride. Pride is in the book bag. Can't bring it. Gonna cost you which how you feel. I don't feel right. Gonna cost you what you feel. And you have to determine yourself if if the prize is worth it. Amen. Now see when I say prize, I don't mean the person or the the situation. I mean the burden that God has put it is do you love God enough? Amen. Forget about that. Launching out into deep is launching out into the unknown. Where you haven't been any before and it's uncomfortable. But let me tell you, it's the safest place you can go. <laughs> see, this is to see how the God, the launching out to the deep is launching out where God told you to. Safest place you can be is where God told you. But it don't feel like it because you don't know it. A land of milk and honey, a place that you know not, a land of blessing, but it don't feel like it until you get there. Amen. In other words, the journey is going to feel weird, but just because it feels strange, you can't judge that. You can't judge it by how you feel. You got to go by what you know. And what you know is God told me to go there and be there. Do you sometimes you know might not want to be there, but it's the safe haven for you. Amen. Amen. A lot of people have judged the place by how it looks. You know what I'm saying. But it's the safest place to be is where God puts you. Psalm 23. How God leads us besides the still waters and restoreth your soul. See, your soul is restored when you have peace. Amen. And peace comes from God. Psalm 23. You can't get peace any other way. Verse 2. It says, He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still waters, and he restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, this this is restoration. Amen. So... God will lead and guide you. His guidance comforts us. Verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That means, although I go through things that are not good, trials, tribulations, I walk through the storm, I will fear no evil. See, you don't fear because God is with you. It says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In other words, His guidance and His directions can console you, and that's what it does. Amen? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That means those ones that talk about you. They'll see you get blessed and exalted by God. Just hang in there. You anoint my head with oil. That's the love of God. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. But you know what? God has blessings for you now. You don't have to wait until you dwell in the house of the Lord. God will bless you now if you lean on and depend on him. Amen. He leads us besides the still waters of peace, the restful 
waters of peace. You go to sleep when your head hit the pillow. It leads you in the path of righteousness. You can trust going into a strange place as long as God has sent you. You don't got to know nobody. Amen. God will either um, send out a letter of acknowledgement that you're here. Amen. I went to a job once, wasn't qualified for, but he let people know I was here. And they came and got me from one job, a secretarial position, and said, they want you down in human resources. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> I'd only been on the job a half a day. Aren't you the insurance lady? I said, oh, yeah. Well, they want you. I said, okay. So much more money per hour. Prestigious job. Didn't know. I wasn't, you know, I'm sure a lot of people had to qualify. A lot of people in there with their degrees. I didn't have one. But I wasn't there by degree. I was there by decree. (laughs) And I don't worry about that stuff. Amen. He says, they're waiting for you. i never forget those words. And I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? You know, I'm thinking they fired me after half a day's work. And they had this big, nice desk. Had my own little corner right over there. You know, nice everything. Even had a plan on my desk. But I didn't know why, but I knew it was from God. Amen. He puts you where he wants you. Amen. And you don't have to do nothing but just go along with it and and get the hanks off your back and quit carrying them around because that doesn't help anything. Amen. You can't go where God wants you to go with hanks. Just saying. Amen. So it doesn't matter if God sends you to a strange place as long as he sent you. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God is with me to protect and guide me. Many of us fear man and what he can do to us. But we're to fear God. And if we know the love of God, we don't fear man. Amen? Many of us have fear of failure. Fear of our past failures. How they make you feel. You got to let that go. Amen. And that's because of lack of faith. When you don't have faith, you don't feel like you're going forward. You feel like you're going backwards. No faith. You're not allowing God's love to permeate your mind and your heart because there's no trust. Amen. Small thinking. Small thinking causes fear. And it limits God because there's no faith attached to fear so fear limits god amen so we need to learn to think big stop limiting god by what we think or feel or see see now let me tell you what people automatically think when you say think big well i guess i take a cadillac i wanted a a (laughs) just a car Why don't you, how about graduating and getting something, desire something you can afford? See, because they get religious. God's going to pay my bill. Mm, Not from where you're coming from. (laughs) Got to be full of faith. And and you you would have had, not that God can't, but he don't work like that. 
because he'll take you step by step and test why would god test your face in a in a caddy when you don't even have a buick yet you know what i'm saying so he'll test your faith in smaller things because he wants you to have the big thing and he don't want you to fail amen and then but some are ready for that but most ain't you know why most ain't because most can't afford that bill that's going to come to you every month makes a difference don't it amen start where you carry your corner start where you can start and then god will if you can afford it you can go buy whatever you want but i'm talking about those that don't even have a you know whatever covered wagon you know start where you can start amen fear makes you be a coward makes you scared of everything it limits god gideon was a coward because he had fear and he was afraid of stepping out for god and doing something that has never been done before he was afraid to step out in faith and obey the voice of God. Remember Gideon was testing God with that fleece. And he said, he said, I'm testing you with this fleece because I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared, daddy. Can't be a coward when God, when God tells you to do it, trust me, he is with you. He's going to back you up. Why don't we go over to Judges. We'll read just a little bit. Judges 6. Hallelujah. Judges 6, verse 36. And it says, And Gideon said to God, If you will deliver Israel by my hand, as you have said, behold, I will put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor, and if there is dew on the fleece only, only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will deliver Israel by my hand, as you have said. See, God went in telling him, look, I'm going to deliver Israel by your hand. I'm giving you the spirit of might and power. I'm causing everything to fall at your command. And I'm going to do it where the people cannot take credit. See, this is the thing. God don't want us taking credit for nothing. Because we'll wear that down, wear that out. I know we say we won't, but we will. And see, he, he, there was a lot of Israelites, many in number. And God said, if I let them win like this, they're going to say, we, we overtook them because it was many of us. And so he said, cut, 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 cut. That's why he did that. Because he wanted Gideon to know that he was with him. How else will he n- not know that if God didn't cut his people? Amen. So let's see. Let's keep going. 39. And Gideon said to God, let not your anger be kindled against me. See, now there's that condemnation. Well, you know, I did so-and-so yesterday. You're going to get me for that. Get me out in here 
with the enemy and I, I be, you know, and they slay me because I did such and such yesterday. See, spirit of religion is going to always, listen, it's just going to come to you. When God tells you to do something for him, that religion is going to sit up and minister to you like the high priest. And it's not. But it's going to tell you, don't do it. That ain't God. See, and the devil, he was, the devil was t- <coughs> telling Gideon, that ain't God. <coughs> but when you on the wrong road, the devil's going to put other things in place so you think it's God. This is how he does master of disguise well i know it's that's god because this and i know it was god because of that he likes christians like that it's called religion amen i know it don't feel like it but still don't make it true amen it's like honey i I tell the devil this is a faith walk because he is always trying to get in your business i tell him this is a faith walk not looking at what it is and what it ain't so he says let not your anger be kindled against me and i will speak but this once and let me make trial only this once with my fleece it's like this you notice he giving all the orders how is he, does this thing got flipped amen let me make trial only this once with my fleece I pray you, let it not be dry only upon the fleece and upon all the ground. Let there be dew. Of course, you know, and God did. God did so that night, for it was dry on the the fleece only, and there was no dew on the ground. Let's flip over to Judges chapter 7. Verse 2. It says, and the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Least Israel boast about themselves against me, saying, my own hand has delivered me. That's how we do. You know, when we do something for God, we want to tell everybody. I want everybody to look up to us because we're so great. You know, it's bad, but we're always trying to build ourselves up, you know. And it says in verse 3, So now proclaim in in the ears of the men, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him turn back and depart from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the men returned, but 10,000 remained. And the Lord said to Gideon, The men are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. And he did. Hallelujah. Of course, you know what what he said. Let's go down to verse 5. So he brought the men down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps up the water with his tongue as a dog laps it, you shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who bows down on his knee to drink on his knee to drink and the number of those who lapped putting their hand to their mouth was 300 men but all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water and the lord said to gideon with the 300 men who lapped i will deliver you 
and give the Midianites into your hand. Let all the others return, every man to his home. And you know that didn't make him feel secure, but that's what God wanted. See, that's why you can't go by how it feel. You can't go by how it look. Maybe God set this thing up for victory the way he wanted, not the way we want it, the way he wants it. We'll get to the place where we don't judge God. We don't try to outthink him. So he didn't want Gideon to take credit or the Israelites to take credit for his great act. Amen. He doesn't want us to do it either. This, this is why sometimes God don't explain the hows and the whys to us. Because we jump right in. I know I would. Jump right in there trying to do it. I want to help God as if he needs help. But he expects us to trust him and step out in faith. That he won't fail us. In other words, God doesn't want us to have faith in ourselves. But... Or, or in our own plans. Because our plans don't mean anything if they don't include God first. But he wants us to step out in faith to get what we want from him. See, Gideon was looking out into the natural. See, the reason we try to jump and do stuff in God, because we, number one, think God ain't going to give us what we want. And number two, your, your, your wants are not pure. So this is why, and you know that you know that you know that the Holy Spirit has already spoken to you and said, you ain't getting that, because that ain't for you. So we don't want to bring it to God. We just determined to go get it ourselves, and then when it falls down, we get mad at everybody. We don't, we don't love everybody no more. <laughs> we mad at everybody. And then you start going around lying on them. At least that's what I've, you know, experienced. You know, they don't want you to have nothing. No, the devil don't want you to have nothing. We're trying to show you how to get it and keep it. Amen. Hallelujah. I thought it was great. Because our flesh wants the wrong thing for us. And we get mad when we can't get any support from God or his people. How you, how you feel about God's people is how you feel about him. It's just the truth. Let's go to 1 John 4. Always wanting the wrong thing. My goodness. It's like chill out and let go and let God. God give you better than anything you can find on your own. Well, you know, I think this is God. Yeah, I know. Uh, 1 John 4.18. And it says, uh, there is no fear in love. And love and fear is dread, and it says dread does not exist, but full grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. This is the amplified it says for fear brings with it the thought of punishment, and so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love. And it means the love is not yet grown in the hearts to complete perfection. Verse 19 says we love him because he first loves us. If you love God for any other reason, that's error because that ain't what the Bible says. It's just like 
if you like me a whole lot, if you love me, I guarantee it's because somewhere in your life I've done something for you. Amen. And you love me because you know I love you. That's how love works. Amen. That's how we are. I love people that love me. Amen. That's how we are. Amen. Not saying you shouldn't, but that's just life. But we need to start loving on God's level. I love whether you're good to me or not. Whether you're nice to me or not. Because, oh, when you're you not nice, you, you see the horns come out. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it happens all the time. But then you say, ooh, where'd that come from? I was there all the time. <laughs> I was there all the time. Just don't go along with somebody's program. And them horns come out. And all the love just fades away. Amen. Perfect love casts out fear. So don't allow fear to stop you. God's love is complete. It makes us complete. See, when you are looking for love in all the wrong places, it's because you don't have the love of God. That's what causes you to do that. And that ain't going to that change for nobody. It don't care who you are. It just is. That's that's the rule. Law is a rule. That's the first commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. In other words, you gotta love people who God put you around. You don't it's not a you don't have a choice. And they don't have a choice to love you. Maybe they don't want to love you, but they have to because they have no choice. And you have no choice got to love people amen i didn't say love the sin what you know what they, you don't have to love what they do but if they do something that you don't like everybody deserves that chance thing where you go to them but see we don't want to go to them i ask people do you want me to go to her and say something no i said well don't tell me because i'm trying to solve a problem i ain't trying to keep this secret stuff then you feel in my head with all that wickedness i don't think so i've been through that that don't work so i'm gonna tell them and i want to tell them in front of you i'm not gonna go back he said i want to confront this thing that's just the way the bible says to handle things amen you either confront it or let it go and let god deal with it that's just the right way to to be Amen. Well, that was free. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew 14. Did we read First John 4? I don't think so, did we? Okay. Yeah, we, we did that. Don't do it no more. <laughs> okay. We won't do it no more. We'll go to Matthew 14. I'll be finished shortly. It's just reminders. Mm-hmm. Stuff we need to be reminded of. Matthew 14, verse 35. And it says, And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent. Is that right? Oh, 
Okay, talking about Peter stepping out of the boat. He didn't, he, he had fear. It says, and those in the boat knelt and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. I missed what, what happened. Let's see. Okay, and this is where Peter said, tell me to come to you, Jesus. Let me go back up to verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, of course, you know they thought he was a, uh, yeah, a ghost. They were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they screamed out with fright. But instantly he spoke to them saying, take courage. I am. I am. See, that explains everything. Oh, okay. I didn't know. You are. It says, stop being afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on this water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. And he came toward Jesus. But when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. And as he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me from death. And instantly Jesus reached out his hand and caught and hailed him, saying to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? In other words, you were doing good. Don't that happen to us all the time? We start out strong and good, and then them thoughts come, and we don't rebuke them. We rebuke my rebuke you, but we don't say it from here. See, you got to speak to that thing out of your spirit, not out of your mouth. Amen? Because your spirit has a force and a power that your flesh really don't have. See, our flesh take us over, but our spirit is stronger. Amen. Our spirit man is stronger than our flesh man. And they crossed over to the other side. Oh, wait a minute. Verse 32. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat knelt and worshipped him true, and saying, truly, you are the son of God. And then they crossed over to the other side. Meaning, when God tells you to do something, he's already put it in place. You're crossing over to the other side. You leave one place and go to another place. And when God say you're going, you're going. Amen. He didn't say it was going to be a smooth ride. He just said you will go over to the other side. Amen. Because that road was tumultuous. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's see. Let's go to Luke 8. Sometimes the going is tough, but you get there. It's, and it's, it's like this. What are you learning in the process? That's all God want to know. Because if you ain't learning nothing, you could go through something else. might be worse until you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. So that was about Peter stepping out. This one is going to the other side. It's the same account. Let's see in verse 22. One of those days he and his disciples got into a boat. And he said to to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they put out uh, to sea. Verse 23. But as they were sailing, he fell off to sleep. And a whirlwind revolving from below upward swept down on the lake, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in great danger. 
and 20 forces and the disciples came and woke him and said master master we are perishing and we are being thoroughly wakened censored and blamed and rebuked the wind and the raging waves and they ceased and they are calm 25 and he said to them why are you so fearful where is your faith where's your trust where's your confidence in me in my veracity and in my integrity where is that amen they were seized in alarm and profound and reverent dread and they marveled saying to one another who did who i don't believe that sorry about that it says, uh, and they were seized and alarmed and profound and, re- and reverent dread. And they marveled, saying to one another, who then is this? That he commands even the waves and the sea, that they obey him. Amen. It says, then they came to the country of Gerardines, which is opposite Galilee. And, of course, you know they were going to deliver the madman amen now i want to read the same thing in the king james verse 22 and it says now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into the ship with his disciples and he said unto them let us go over onto the other side of the lake and they launched forth now if god tells you to do something it may look hard but do it anyway because you're safe when god tells you to do something in other words it's like this wherever you are is where god has you unless you've been real disobedient wherever you are you're in a safe place amen unless you have some unrepentant sin between you and god just repent so he can cover you with his feathers so wherever god has taken you thus far is where you're supposed to be amen it says in 23 but as they sailed he fell asleep and there came down a storm of wind on the lake and they were filled with water and they were in jeopardy and he came and they came to him and awoke him saying master master we're perishing and he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm and i want to talk to you about that word rebuke he rebuked the wind amen jesus rebuked the wind and in three accounts in the bible says he rebuked the wind but he spoke to the sea He rebuked the wind. Amen. Amen. You know, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. He was just doing what we're told that we can do. He used the same power that we have. That's what this is. So he rebuked the wind. In other words, he denied it of its right. Amen. See, when the devil comes in with the storms of life, you rebuke it. 
Amen. So he rebuked the wind and denied it of its right. Because the devil is a trespasser. And see, the, the wind was tumultuous, but God does he's not the author of, of bad weather. So what he did when he rebuked the wind, he brought the wind back into its normal state, amen, into its former state of prosperity. That's what he did. That's why he rebuked it. He's teaching us something right here. So he rebuked the wind and then spoke to the sea. Well, why didn't he rebuke the sea? He didn't rebuke the sea. He spoke to the sea because the wind that violent rate of speed that caused the wind to kick up and be dangerous was the devil it was the enemy and the enemy was trespassing because he has no right to what concerns us and the 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 sea when he spoke to the sea the sea was only result of what the wind was doing (laughs) It was a perverted thing that the the wind was doing. That was perverted. And it wasn't allowed by God. Amen. So he rebuked the, the wind and denied it of his right. Everything that happened to us is not God, especially when it comes to weather, it's, it's the devil. So you can rebuke the wind Whenever there's a storm, whatever he did, we do. Amen. And it, if you rebuke, see, if you know how to do this thing, if you know how to work the word, it'll work for you. He just said, I bind you. He rebuked the wind. He denied it. It's right. In other words, he said, you're a trespasser. I didn't call you. Because in the garden when I created the winds, it surged. So what he did when he rebuked the wind, he brought it back to its former state. (laughs) I kept, you know, that kept ringing in my ear for months. And it said he rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea. And I'm like, okay. But I had to listen and learn. And and what's the difference? So the, the, the storm or the sea bashing and causing that, that ship to get, take on water was a result of the tumultuous wind. And this is what he spoke. He, he took authority over it. And he said, peace be still. And it was still. He denied it its right. He restrained it. He disallowed it to act out of the ordinary. And God made the wind to be peaceful. And then it says there, then there was a great calm. It says that in, in Luke 14 when Peter stepped out of the boat. And it says it in, in Luke 8. Amen. And then it says it again in Mark 4. Let's go to Mark 4. We read Matthew 14. We read Luke 8. Let's go to Mark 4. Any way you look at it, we have authority and dominion the same as jesus whatever he does we do mark 4 verse 35 you have to remember he rebuked the wind so when the devil is trespassing on you well how do i know when he's trespassing you don't belong you don't belong to him he don't belong in your business 
So you you make him respect who you are. You're a child of God. Amen. Not his property. In verse 35 it says, And the same day when the evening, when the even has come, he said unto them, Let's pass over to the other side. This is the same story but given by different accounts. Amen. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. See, the wind was what was out of order. This is what God is trying to get us to see. Every storm is not the same. Amen. Some things we can take care of. Some things God takes care of through faith and patience. See, let me tell you why, why I know. Because every time Jesus said, oh, yeah, little faith, why were y'all scared? In other words, why didn't y'all just rebuke this thing? Y'all follow me? Amen. Let's pass over to the other side. 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took, oh, I read that. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, careth not thou that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind. See, it's different. Why did he rebuke the wind? Because he denied it its right. Whenever things get turbulent in your life, whenever the devil starts starting trouble, you just, God is telling you what to do. Rebuke the wind. I rebuke you, Satan. I bind you. You cannot have this place in my life. I don't belong to you. Get out of my business in Jesus' name. And that's it. That's it. Now you got to believe it. (laughs) So in every account, we've read this in so many different Three different places where everyone said he rebuked the wind. See, it's got to be important. Amen. Amen. I'm going to do 37 again because I just like it. And there arose a great storm of wind. See, the storm was wind. In other words, it just looked bad. Amen. It looked bad. It says a, a wind, a storm of wind, and the waves beat. See, every time I talk about the wind first, then it talked about what the waves did. Because, see, the water and the waves was a result of the wind. So these little things that happen in your life is a result of the devil just coming in there. When he get his foot in there, he won't take you out. Amen? But we can't be afraid of the storm. Because all you have to do is deny it. It's right. You can't stay here. You can't have my kids. This sickness can't stay on my body. You deny it, it's right. So he rebuked the thing that was causing all the trouble. And it was the wind. Because it was blowing in a perverted manner. Amen. And he rebuked it. It says, uh, he rebuked the wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part. He was on a pillow, went to sleep. And they said, Master, care if not that thou perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea. He spoke to the sea. Rebuked the wind. See, you rebuked the strong man. Amen. 
Amen. Then you speak to whatever that is. I rebuke sickness in the name of Jesus, and I bind you headache. See, you got to know what to speak to and what's the strong man that's causing the whole thing. So he rebuked one and spoke to the other. Amen. Hallelujah. He rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Took care of that demon right then and there. Is it that easy with us? Yes, it is. Well, well I don't know what to bind because you got to get some revelation. And you'll know. Let this open up the areas of your understanding. Verse 40. And he said unto them, why were you so fearful? Well, hey, it was a big old storm. But see, to him it was no big deal because he denied it. It's right. When the devil is trespassing in your life, you deny it. It's right. But here comes the devil with what you did wrong. And you know, you know, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And you know your kids don't have a father, so they're going to act like this. No, that ain't true. That ain't true. Amen. So you got to deny him his right to come in to your family because you, you ain't his business. Your kids ain't his business. Amen. So he rebuked the wind and said to the sea. Spoke to the sea, but he re- denied it. It's right. Hallelujah. You can get a lot out of that if you, if you let God show you. And the wind ceased every time. And then he looked at them and said, why are you so scared? Why are you so fearful, oh, ye little faith? And he says, how is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly <laughs> and said to one another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? But they'll obey me and you. See, whatever Jesus did, we will do. We have the same authority and power. Because it's been given to us because we're heirs to the same promise. Amen. Through faith and through being his sisters and brothers. Amen. So why would father give one son authority and don't give it to all of his sons and daughters? All of his sons. It's just not those things don't happen. You just go to the reading of the will. (laughs) don't happen like that so he spoke to the waves because the waves were a natural response to what the wind was doing amen the waves was just responded to what the wind was doing amen so he rebuked one and spoke to the other and so should we Make the devil get out your business. Jonah was a coward, too, because he had fear. Fear makes you a coward. And he was afraid to speak to God because he was hiding from him because he'd done so much dumb stuff. But, you know, really and truly, God called Jonah because he was his man. You see, we see God see us more highly than we see ourselves just because of some wrong thinking some bad judgment and so we start to hide from god and think god won't use us because we have maybe distanced ourselves from him those are the kind of people he liked used to simple things 
So let's turn to Jonah, chapter 1. Hallelujah. These teachings help us in everyday life. Hallelujah. When God told him to do something, he went the other way. Amen. Jonah 1, verse 1. And it says, And now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go. Whenever God tells you to go somewhere, he's made provisions for you. He don't want no back talk. Just go. Don't try to figure out what you're going to do. It's sad to say people always get up and move and think it's God. It's just the opposite because people don't know the voice of God. Because that, that other thing, <clears throat> the false thing, is going to step up and say, I'm God. And it's just not. So this is why when I didn't know, I checked. I was somebody in higher authority than me. Amen. That went over well. Amen. You just have to. Or get in the Bible and ask God to confirm it with signs following. You just can't get up and do everything you think is God because it's a good idea. Or you feel, I got a feeling. It's, it's just don't work that way. Amen. God sees the beginning from the end. He knows. <clears throat> he knows. He's omnipresent. He knows what's good for us. We don't. Amen. When I need to know, I get a confirmation in the word two or three. I just do. It comes easier to me now. But still, I don't just jump up doing stuff. And I don't jump up running nowhere either. I don't care who comes to town. If God don't tell me to go, I don't go. Just don't. If he tell me to go, I go. Sometimes I want to, sometimes I don't, but that's not important. It's, what's important is, did God tell you to do that? That's all. Just follow God, the leading of the Lord. Verse 2 says, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up and fleed unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare, (laughs) therefore, and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, hiding from God. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Now, let me tell you something that God is showed me he's not the author of tumultuous weather he will use it sometimes to save one of his but he will never kill somebody not a human not a kid of his through a storm it's never him amen he'll never use it against his creation never so that's not what it's saying here it's saying he he was looking for him, and this is why he had this problem, because he went the other way. But he, in fact, he didn't even kill the sinners that was on the boat. He didn't do it. He will never use the weather to come against a child that he's created. Never. 
That's the devil. And he tries his best to save those that he's called. Verse 3 says, But Jonah rose up and flew unto Tarshish. Did I read that? Yeah. Verse 4, But the Lord sent out a great wind. There was a mighty tempest. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it to lighten it of them but jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep and the the shipmaster came to him and said unto him what meanest thou art sleep arise call upon your god if so be that god will think upon us and we will not perish in other words everybody pray amen i messed up okay it says um what meaneth thou o sleeper verse seven it says and and they said every one to his fellow come and let us cast lots okay well we we won't go through the story but don't count the cost when god give us instructions just do it don't count the cost amen because you need to fear god and we need to be asking him what do you want me to do Mm -hmm. see no love of god will will cause you to reject god and what he's telling you to do and people keep god hanging on for years and years you would think but they do because they don't know that he loves them see this is the way it is we love god because he first loved us people don't realize how much he loves us so they reject him and his love and reject his instructions god doesn't give you instructions just to be giving you something to do he gives you instructions because they are necessary and where you're going and so he gives you instructions hallelujah john 20 and we'll be done don't count the cost. Cheaper in the long run, follow God. Follow your flesh. It's going to cost you. And if it costs you only money, that's a blessing. John twenty twenty four. But Thomas, and this is one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when jesus came and this was after jesus's crucifixion thomas came i'm in john 20 24 and they said you know we saw jesus he didn't die on that cross he's alive he's alive and he's he didn't believe he said i won't believe it i won't believe until i stick my finger in the in his side and if i don't do that then i won't believe that it's him like most of us we don't believe no matter what that wasn't god I don't believe that was God. And it was the simplest thing. And we make it a big, huge, big deal. Amen. Hallelujah. But Thomas, one of the twelve, it says, uh, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hand the print and the nails, and put my finger into the, the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side i will not believe and after eight days again his disciples were within and thomas with them 
and they came to Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood into the midst, saying, Peace unto be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither my finger, thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither my hands, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. See, in other words, God is saying this. You got to believe stuff before you see it. You got to believe that God is saying this stuff before you see it. If you see it, there's no reward in that. He just went on and gave it to you. And we don't know his mercy is always working. Grace and mercy. Verse 29, and Jesus said unto them, Thomas, because you have seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe he says blessed you get blessed when you believe before you see and many other signs truly did jesus in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book but these are written that ye might believe that jesus is the christ the son of god and that believing ye might have life through his name you'll have life through his name if you believe amen you'll have life you'll do the things that he did if you believe on his name amen so thomas was looking in the natural and had no proof no proof means no faith because if you're looking for proof that means you don't have no faith you have fear and fear has torment amen so we need to change our minds Amen. Too fearful. We know we need to renew our minds. When you have fear, renew your mind. Think like God. Because we do have the mind of Christ. But the devil can deceive us when we don't trust God's leading. Know why he can deceive? Because he'll do anything to call it God. But God always says, be not afraid. I am with you, low unto the, the earth, the ends of the earth. God never changes. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We bless you. We exalt you. And we love you, Lord. And we thank you for your plan, God, because it's better than.